Hello and welcome to the All Creatures Great and Gone podcast. I'm Carrie and I'm a pet bereavement counsellor. I've been a pet bereavement counsellor for 19 years and I was a veterinary care assistant for about 16 years. Welcome to episode 2 of the All Creatures Great and Gone podcast. Today's episode is all about making the decision to say goodbye. And this is a very important yet very difficult topic, but I feel it's important that we discuss it and that we go through everything that is involved with making the decision to say goodbye to a beloved companion. So there are a few reasons as to why we may have to make a decision and making this decision is one of the hardest decisions we as pet owners have to make but ultimately the important thing to remember is that it is an act of kindness it is the most selfless act that we as pet owners can perform for our pets because in ending the suffering or potential for suffering for our beloved companions we're opening ourselves up to pain in the longer term and that's why it is so difficult to know when is the right time and this is something that friends or veterinary professionals will say is that you'll know when the time is right now personally I've said this myself to people I've said you know your pet better than anyone you know you know if they're truly happy you know if they've changed and so you're in a good position to know when the time has come when enough is enough however I also understand that this puts a lot of pressure on people really because we're putting the pressure on you the owner to say when enough is enough and it's very difficult you know how do you even begin to think about saying goodbye to your, your companion to your pet even though we know that it's the best decision it's the kindest decision it doesn't really make it any easier to admit that the time has come so how do you know when the time is right it's very personal and you know every individual is different every set of circumstances is different but the way I see it is that it's quality of life over quantity of life and we may have visits to the vets and be given options for treatments or therapy plans that would extend the life of our pets and obviously you know we love them so much that we would do anything to have them a bit longer but at what price at what cost to the pets and if we're being brutally honest with ourselves and that's what's needed here is brutal honesty are we doing it for them or for us and that's where it gets difficult because you know we want to do everything we can for our pets we would 
want them to live as long as possible. Forever wouldn't be long enough. But we also know that, given our circumstances, that sometimes we have to make a tough decision. And so there may be options for treatment or therapy, as I said, that would extend the life of our pets for a bit longer. But we have to think about the quality of that life rather than the quantity that we're getting. Because when you think about it, if we could have them for longer and we could extend their life span by weeks, months or even years, would we do it knowing that those weeks, months or years may be spent unhappy or in discomfort? And I don't think we would. Because, yes, we could extend their lives. However, if it comes to it that they, they have longer with us but they're not happy, then that's the call we have to make. So it's quality of life over quantity because the quality of life has to be there. They have to be comfortable, they have to be happy. And if we're having moments where they're with us for longer but they're really not enjoying their life, then is it really worth putting them through it? And it's easy for me and others to say, oh, I'd have made that decision long ago, but we're not the ones in your shoes. We're not the ones in your circumstances, your situation. So all we can do is guide you, give you all the information that you need and the support that you need for you to come to that decision on your own, on your own terms. But that doesn't mean that you're on your own with it. It doesn't mean that we're not going to help you. It doesn't mean that your vet isn't going to support you in your decisions and help you make the best decision for your pet because ultimately that's what it all comes down to isn't it it's making the best decision for them so regarding quality of life I used to say to clients you'll know it's time when the bad days outnumber the good days because then you realize that they're not happy that they're potentially suffering or they're in discomfort and you realise that you're keeping them going for you because you can't bear to say goodbye rather than keeping them going because they're happy and comfortable. And it's understandable, it really is. You know, it's a very difficult decision to have to make. Nobody wants to have to say goodbye. And there are some people out there that unfortunately aren't given the option to say goodbye. They, You know, they... Um, lose the pets in traumatic circumstances quite suddenly or you know the pets passing the sleep or what have you so in some ways we hope that they'll just go to sleep and not wake up you know then we don't have to make that decision but the reality is that it isn't always that easy isn't always that simple and sometimes a decision has to be made so one tip that somebody mentioned on Facebook was that they bought some smiley stickers and some like sad face stickers. And what they would do is they would put whichever sticker matched that day on the calendar. 
And after a week or two, they would look at the calendar and look at how many smiley faces there were compared to how many sad faces. And that was really good visual that everyone in the household could see and could come to an agreement. Because I think that also affects making a decision is that we may not all be on the same page. Some of us may be already contemplating booking a euthanasia appointment and some of us may not be ready at all and cling to the hope that there may be something that we can do. So by having a visual reminder or a visual, um, you know, something on the calendar that everyone can see, it sort of helps everyone come to terms and, you know, come to a decision together. If you didn't want to do that, you can think of quality of life as a scale. And there are quite a few quality of life scales out there that you can download and print off. And they cover everything from mobility to toileting, um, you know, behaviour, emotions, things like that. Because it doesn't just boil down to whether the pet's in pain or discomfort. We have to think about whether they're truly happy. So it would cover things like, are they enjoying life? Are they willing to play? Do they want to interact with us? Or would they rather have their own company? Are they taken to their bed more often than not? Are they interested in their favourite toys? Are they interested in their favourite walks? Do they still have some spark in them? Things like toileting, people say, well, they still go into the toilet, so they must be okay. But we have to think about toileting as in, are we having to physically assist them to do that? Or are they releasing their bowels or urinating and they have no idea it's happening? So that's something to think about too. They may be performing those bodily functions, but are they aware that they're doing it? Are they dirty? Are they unable to clean themselves? Are we constantly having to bathe them and give them hygiene cuts, haircuts? Things like that as well. Because we may not mind doing it, obviously. You know, it keeps them healthy and clean and happy. But we have to think about why we're having to do it. And, you know, is it fair on them to put them through it all the time? Thinking about how they're interacting with us as well. You know, are they happy to be playing? Are they happy to be fussed? Do they seem happy? So the quality of life scales really make you think about all the little aspects of our pet's lives. And because you have to write it down, it's there in black and white. And I think if every member of the household that is able to receives a copy and fills out their own, you can come together as a family and look through your answers and just see if they match, see if everyone's at the same place. Quality of life assessments are quite useful as well. Some veterinary practices will offer quality of life assessments of their patients because I think sometimes we think we may be reaching the time to say goodbye but we just need someone to reassure us that we're making the right choice or to give us other options. And so it may be worth speaking to your vet if they do quality of life assessments. 
just a routine appointment where you can talk about your pet and how they're doing and have the vet look through the scale that you've filled in or just listen to you and what you've been going through and then they can help you decide you know whether the time has come or not because it may be that they have other options that they can try and that still gives you the quality and the quantity that you you want but I think it helps to speak to your vets and then you know that it's not just all on you you know you've had professional backup to confirm or reassure you that you know this is where you're at so there are many reasons as to why we may have to say goodbye things like chronic illnesses where the quality of life is going to diminish over time where there may be more treatments involved and you may have a pet that really doesn't like going to the vets because believe it or not there are some pets out there that love going because they get treats and they get spoiled and you know they get lovings from the staff but there are some pets out there that find it quite traumatic and I, I think if we were given a treatment course option we have to think about what that entails would it mean constant trips to the vet for injections or laser therapy or hydrotherapy or chemotherapy would that be harder for our pet to go through than to just say you know the time's come there are occasions where our pets may be injured you know just a traumatic tragic accident and we have to make a decision there and then and that's quite hard because it's out of the blue you've no time to come to terms with the fact that you may have to say goodbye you know you, your pet is hurt and you take them to the vets and it's literally you have to make a decision now and that takes a lot of doing and it is something that I've faced working in veterinary practice um, people coming in with pets that have been horrifically injured and you just think what an awful position for everyone to be in you know you've you've literally gone hoping that there's something you can do to be told that actually I'm so sorry but the kindest thing to do would be to say goodbye and it's heartbreaking it's absolutely devastating there may be behavioural issues and behavioural euthanasia is quite a sensitive topic also because it's one of those where people don't really understand it unless they've lived it because it's easy for people that haven't lived with a pet with behavioural issues to say oh I'd have done this and I'd have done that but unless you're living with a pet that is so mentally unhappy or there's something going on you know in their brains that you have to be on high alert all the time that you've spent thousands on behaviorists you've spent thousands on trainers you've done all you can to help you've tried behavior modification treatments you've tried um, baby gates um, penning them keeping them separate from triggers and yet you realize that 
it's not enough or that you've literally done all that you can and your pet is mentally suffering. It's something that I say quite a lot and I I firmly stand by this is that mental suffering is just as valid a reason for euthanasia as physical suffering. Okay, because I think people tend to think of euthanasia as only being an option when a pet is hurting physically, when they have an injury or they have a chronic illness, etc. But if you have a pet that is mentally suffering, then their quality of life is still diminished, is still not where it should be. And so I strongly believe that mental suffering is just as valid a reason for euthanasia as physical. And there are groups out there that support people that have had to say goodbye to pets that have had behavioural issues. And the sad thing is that these people are met with everything from scorn to judgement from people that haven't lived their life. They feel that they rushed the decision, that they didn't try hard enough. And I wish they'd stop that because if you've ever had to make the decision to say goodbye to your pet, you know that it is one of the hardest decisions you'll ever have to make as a pet owner. And when you have to say goodbye to a pet that hasn't got anything physically or obviously, you know, affecting them, it makes it so much harder for other people to understand. Because unless it's a physical or an obvious, you know, cause of their suffering, we find it hard to believe that it's as bad as we say it is. So this is for you, those owners out there that have lost pets through for behavioural reasons. I hear you, okay? I understand you. I understand what you've gone through. I wouldn't dream of saying that I know exactly how you feel because that isn't fair on you. I haven't been in your position, but I've seen it from the vet side of things. I've been there for behavioural euthanasias. I understand how hard it must have been to come to that decision. And so I would like to say to you, thank you. Thank you for putting your pet's needs above your own. And thank you for being so brave in the face of people that would judge you. Because I know how hard it is to say goodbye. And this goes also to those who have had to make the decision to say goodbye to pets that have either been injured or have developed a chronic illness. Thank you. Again, thank you so much for putting your pet's needs above your own. Because it would be easy for us to say, I want to keep them going. I want to keep going as long as I can. Because we'd find it hard to let them go. But when you make a decision because it's in their best interests, it's hard and it hurts and it they take a piece of our heart with them. However, it takes guts. It is a brave thing to do because we are ending their suffering but only start beginning to start ours. So if you've ever had to make the decision to say goodbye, 
Thank you. I hear you. I understand you. And I have been there myself. I had three rats, Louis Lestat and Marius, and over time they all developed their own health issues. And you'd think that working in the vets would find it easy to say enough's enough. But you're not thinking along those lines. I wasn't thinking professionally as such. I was thinking more from a pet owner point of view. So I could see my boys, you know, developing these issues. Marius was the first. He had neurological issues. I think he'd had a stroke or something like that. And I just knew, I knew that, you know, I had to say goodbye to Marius. And it was devastating. You know, people say, oh, he's just a rat. But he wasn't. He was a little dude. He was my little dude. And so I took him into work and I said, look, you know, I think time's come. And the vet agreed. And so I said goodbye to Marius. And then a couple of weeks later, Lestat started to go downhill. And I think he had heart issues. So I picked him up out of his cage one day and he was really swollen and he's... You could feel his spine, he'd lost so much weight, but yeah, his belly was really big. And I thought, I think it may be his heart. And again, I, I took him into work and I said my goodbyes. And then a couple of weeks after that, maybe two, three weeks, maybe longer, I had to say goodbye to Louis. Louis was a proper foodie, you know, proper greedy little ratty. And he was off his food and I just thought, I don't like him. And he developed a respiratory infection and it just wouldn't clear. And unfortunately, you know, he was on his own, his brothers had gone and I had to say goodbye to Louis as well. And now all three of my boys are in little caskets on my bookshelf. So in pride of place on my bookshelf because I love my books and I love my boys even more. So I have been there. I've had to make a tough decision myself. And I was absolutely devastated, as you can imagine. And... It didn't make it easier being a veterinary professional because I was still had to say goodbye, you know. I'm still human. I'm not immune to emotion. And so I do understand when people leave it too long, okay. I do understand. And let me tell you now, there's no, you know, there's no judgment. We, we do understand because we know how hard it is to have to call it a day and say enough is enough. We know it's a lot to, you know, to ask of you. So I've seen clients come in that have, you know, made that decision. And I just think it's, without meaning to sound patronising or anything like that, I do think it's really brave. I do. I think it's a really brave thing to do. And once you've made that decision, people may say, Am I rushing this? Am I, you know, they feel awful for even thinking about saying goodbye. Or they feel awful for making the appointment and going through the euthanasia and then saying, I rushed it or I left it too late. But please don't hurt yourself like that, okay? You made the decision, you made the best decision and you made it with the knowledge that you had at the time. And hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? She says with heavy sarcasm. Because we look back and we think, I should have, would have, could have done this, that or the other. But a lot of the time we're only dealing with the information we have now we've thought about everything else. Whereas back then we were going with the knowledge and information we had at the time. 
So going off the information we had at that time means that it was the right thing to do. It was the right decision. You know, we didn't make a mistake. Although grief, you know, affects us like that. The guilt slips in, makes us feel like we, we rushed things. But whenever you, you do say goodbye, it, it's the right time. And, you've, you know, thank you for making that selfless decision for your pets. So for those of you that may have been given a poor prognosis and you've been told that you still have some time left with your pet to make a decision, now is the time to really make the most of what time you have left. And it's really easy to just focus on the end and facing losing them. You know, it's hard to be in the here and now enjoying the time you have because all you can think about is the time when you'll have to take them to the vet for the last time or the time when you'll have to bring the vet to the house but if we focus too much on the actual saying goodbye we miss out on all the time we have now and there's a type of grief called anticipatory grief which is where we start to mourn them and mourn their loss before they've even gone and it's totally understandable, you know, I really, I do understand it, I, get, I do get it. But now is the time to make more memories. One thing I suggest to people is maybe doing like a mini bucket list. Some of the things your pet would like to do or you'd like to do with your pet that you may regret not doing at some point in the future. So a friend of mine is um, a photographer Janine Taylor uh, from Little Eva. She's a photographer and she does a photo shoot called a cake smash. And ideally it's for kids and, you know, um, grown-ups even get involved. Um, but I've said to people, what about a photo shoot with your pet? You could even do a cake smash, you know. Just get a cake in, let your pet have at it, you know. Let them have fun getting messy, eating cake and having these amazing photos that you can look back on and laugh at, you know, because they had such a good time. But another thing about professional photos is that you can be in the photo with your pet too. So you could have a photo taken while you're out on a favourite walk. You could pose for these photos. You know, there's lovely pictures where there's, like, say, someone and their dog sat um, on a bridge or um, sat in a field looking out over the hills and the photographer's taking a picture of them from behind and you just think, that nice, that little silhouetted picture. Because when we take pictures of our pets, we're usually the ones on the other side of the camera. So we have all these pictures of our pets, but we were the ones taking the photo. So a professional photo shoot, you can get involved, you can be in the photo. And I think, you know, you can get photo books done. And in time, those photos will become... A comfort you know they'll be hard to look at just after you say your goodbyes but over time they'll take you back to that happier time when you were having fun and you were there with your pet so that's an option another option is foods let them eat whatever they want you know um providing that you know it, it doesn't cause them any discomfort or what have you so things like forbidden foods so I know like some people that have dogs that they've had to, you know, they've been taking them to the vets 
and on the way to the vets they took him to McDonald's and they bought him a Big Mac or just let him eat an ice cream, let him eat, you know, a burger and onion rings and chips or even let him eat chocolate cake, you know, things like that. Um, things that they they can't have normally. You just think, do you know what? I'm on my way to the vets. This is the last time they can eat whatever they want, so let's do it. Things like favourite walks, taking them on a walk if they can manage it. Um, there was a gentleman once, he had a, I think it was a whippet called Walnut, and he took him on his last beach walk. And they got loads of people involved. Loads of people and the dogs came to the beach. And it was in the paper, it was all over. But you could do something like that, you know, a, a favourite walk. Another thing that I say to people is tell them everything you may one day wish you had said. Because it's further down the line where we think, I didn't tell them I loved them that day or I didn't do this I didn't say that so say say it now I'm sure you did and they know that you love them beyond measure but while you have the opportunity just tell them everything you may one day wish you had said okay so you will know in a way you will know when the time comes because you know your pet you know their little quirks and ways, you know how happy they are normally, you know what they like to do and what they get enjoyment out of. So the quality of life scales are really good at helping everybody come to terms with making that decision. But please don't be afraid to speak to your vet as well. All right, they really are there to help you and support you. They're not there to make your life difficult they're not there for your money, do you know what I mean? They're there to help your pet. That's what they're trained for. They want what is best for your pet. And so reach out to your vets and say, look, you know, I really need some help. My pet's doing X, Y or Z. What do you think? And let them help you come to a mutual agreement. Because we can't necessarily tell you the time has come you know we can't make that decision for you out as such but we can help you you know and we can reassure you if, if you come to that decision yourself or we can give you all the facts that you need and we can guide you to the best decision for your pet so saying goodbye is very very difficult to do And as I said, I've been there myself and no matter how many times you do it, it doesn't get any easier to do. But you know deep down in your heart that it's the right thing. It is a kindness, as I've said. You're letting them go with dignity, with a bit of spark left, a glint in their eye, what have you. And that's what matters, is their dignity. And it's giving them the dignified passing that they deserve. Letting them go in comfort, without discomfort, you know, without fear, without pain. Even though it causes us so much pain afterwards. So if you're facing making the decision, please reach out to friends and family. 
You can even reach out to me if you like. I'll, I'll talk to you and help you through it. But please speak to your vet practice as well. And they can help you come to terms with making the choice or helping you plan how, to, how and when to say your goodbyes. So thank you very much for listening today. Episode 3 will be about the appointment itself and whether you have it done at home or at the practice. So we'll be going through that and the reasons for and against both options. So I hope you've enjoyed listening today. I know it's not been the nicest of topics and pet bereavement obviously isn't a very a nice topic but I'm really hoping that you got some support out of this episode and maybe some reassurance hopefully. Again any and all feedback is welcome and uh, this is only my second episode so still learning and then I will see you again for episode three which is coming out soon where we'll be discussing the actual appointment itself. So take care. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Goodbye.